Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Top Stories, another dig into the archives of The Bugle with me, Andy Zaltzman. Another iconic episode from The Bugle Past. It's May 2011, issue 152, and former world number one ranked baddie Osama Bin Laden was no more. John Oliver and I, neither of whom had been fans of the rowdy Saudi in any way whatsoever, let me emphasize, delivered a heartfelt eulogy. Top story this week, ding dong, the is dead. But a boom, boom, boom. Another <laughs> bites the dust. Shot in the eye, and you're to blame. You give a bad name. This is not so much a tribute episode to Bin Laden as a special eulogy to the big man. <laughs> and the and. I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I expect to see that in a dictionary near me within two years. <laughs> Andy, you ended the last bugle by saying that after the royal wedding, the world had nothing to look forward to anymore. And while, yes, Saturday in itself was quite boring, apart from Chelsea tightening the gap on the Premiership <laughs> title race, you have to admit that Sunday really delivered. <laughs> what with that whole killing of the most wanted terrorist on the planet thing. That's right. Osama bin Laden, the former leader of Al-Qaeda and former living inhabitant of the planet Earth, was forced to surrender both of those titles around the time that a bullet developed a very strong attraction to his face. And he was a tall, handsome man, bin Laden, Andy, but I have to admit that I always thought that he'd, look, he'd have looked even better if he'd considered getting his left eyebrow pierced with a bullet. And I think I was right about that. I think his face was successfully accessorised with a piece of high-speed, pointy metal jewel. 
it's funny old world, though, isn't it, John? Because last week, most wanted man in the world. This week, a seriously malfunctioning submarine. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and fish food. So, yeah, it, it just, just goes to show. Upon a slender thread. So, um, you know, he's gone from, uh, you know, he's the leader of the world's most tedious minority interest pressure group, a man five times voted least cuddleable dude by Touchy Feely Monthly magazine, <laughs> the man commonly known as the Rowdy Saudi, Terry the Terrorist, the Mighty Douche, the Tora Bora Law Ignorer, and the Angry Turnip. He had his clogs forcibly popped by American Special Forces. And I do wish that Barack Obama had used those words. Yeah, we absolutely. have popped his clogs. <laughs> it it certainly feels like a much more pleasant globe to live on this week without Bin Laden living on it too. It's like when a terrible neighbour moves away and property prices in adjacent properties automatically go up. By dying, Bin Laden has effectively gentrified this entire planet. <laughs> to prove this, upon news of his death, the stock market went up and oil prices went down, as if collectively everyone agreed that things had just got slightly better. As if the world breathed a sigh of relief and together muttered, Oh, good. That is good. Now, I don't know where you were when you found out, Andy. I'm guessing you were asleep. But uh, I just finished watching 60 Minutes and was checking in with the Mets-Phillies game when it All became right. clear that something very important was about to happen and the president was going to address the nation. And after watching him announce that America had successfully located and killed... Bin Laden, I started watching the news and then well, I flicked through the channels a couple of hours later to see that the Mets were still playing the Phillies. <laughs> it was the 14th inning and they had resumed the game and most of the crowd was still there. And not only were they still there, they were watching the game with complete concentration. And I've got to say, as a sports fan, I find that so impressive. Remember, this is a meaningless game at the start of May between one team which will challenge for the World Series and one that will not make the playoffs. To care about that at all is a challenge. To care about that when it's just been announced that Bin Laden has been killed is incredible. The CIA's most wanted man has literally just been assassinated and you are rooting for Raul Ibanez to get a base hit. I think my favourite reaction from all this actually came from the Mets manager after the game because you know people in sports just cannot help themselves but speaking cliches and that's never more exposed than in moments of deep genuine significance. And in the post-game press conference Terry Collins said this. He said... <clears throat> Well, this is a good win for us, and obviously a huge win for America tonight. <laughs> he should have carried on that thought. You know, I think America really answered the critics tonight. Many have said that, you know, to go on a nine-year streak of not killing Bin Laden was a slump we were never going to get out of. But <laughs> I, for one, had nothing but faith in us as a team, and uh, I knew if we just kept swinging, kept focused, we'd get that hit. As for the future, who knows what that holds? I'm just concentrating on a home series against the Giants next week. Thank you, no questions. <laughs> I think as well that Al-Qaeda had a press conference in which they said, well, there's a lot of positives we could take away from this. Obviously, we're disappointed <laughs> to lose, Aussie, but uh, it's, we like to see it more as an opportunity for someone else to step up to the plate and deliver. Of course, the best place to have heard the news would undoubtedly have been Tampa, Florida, in the middle of the crowd of a live WWE wrestling event. <laughs> How do I know this? That's a fair question. Because I saw a clip on YouTube of a shirtless John Cena addressing the Tampa crowd <laughs> to deliver the news at the end of a bout, saying, I'm extremely proud after ten months of being your WWE champion. I walk out every night with hustle, loyalty and respect on my sleeve. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that at that point, he was sleeveless. <laughs> he went... <laughs> 
he went he went on Are to say not the names of his dogs tattooed onto his arm. No, no, no. The the president has just announced he went on to say that we have caught and compromised to a permanent end Osama <laughs> bin Laden. Andy, that is magnificent rhetoric from the four-time tag team champion, inventor of the twisting belly-to-belly -belly suplex, and self-styled doctor of thugonomics. <laughs> In fact, all of those things are true. In fact, if I'm honest, I prefer what John Cena said to the president's speech. Caught and compromised to a permanent end, that is linguistically sensational. In fact, that phrase is not all that the president should have borrowed. I think he should also have walked into the East Room of the White House and said, I walk out every night with hustle, loyalty and respect on my sleeve. I think he should also have done that shirtless, in a pair of cut-off jeans, holding a wide microphone, before leaving to rock music and fireworks. I don't think anyone would have begrudged him that. <laughs> So Obama, of course, had been watching nervously uh, in the White House on uh, on Skype, I think, uh, supporting his troops by firing an imaginary pistol at his computer screen and shouting "Kapow, Kapow" as the troops went in, and then uh, announced the uh, the action to the watching world creditably without using words like "We got him." Mission accomplished, yeah. or bag him yeah. and tag him, which yeah. is yeah. not necessarily something his predecessor could have been entrusted with. He didn't even hold two fingers to his mouth and pretend to blow gun smoke away from them before reholstering <laughs> his fingers and winking at the camera, which which um, some might have seen as an opportunity missed. And of course, you know, there's been some uh, you know newspaper reaction. Obviously, quite excited. Some of the headlines here: this uh, Al Qaeda. Uh, here's uh, one with a. Faked that fake picture of uh, Bin Laden's head, uh, headlined Osama. Um, also, this article looking at the damage to Al Qaeda caused by the attack under the headline "Ain't No Cure for the Osama Dying Blues," and <laughs> and oh, this uh, this one here, "Man 54 Dies," doesn't really give the full story, <laughs> but it deals with facts, yeah. Andy. And also, no, is that not what yeah. you want from print journalism? And another uh, tabloid one, Death in His Vest. Uh, we'll play on Death of the West. Claiming uh, Bin Laden mm -hmm. being pinged out whilst wearing a sleeveless T-shirt. Revealing an unexpected tattoo of Mae West leaning over a bucket of soapy water. <laughs> which I guess the subtext would be, America is the great Satan. I'm guessing, I'm guessing. <laughs> so but it, was, it, it, it was a kind of personal success for Obama, it seems to be how it's uh, mm -hmm. been, been received, the operation... Codenamed variously Operation Shave That Beard, Operation F That Shit, Operation <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Not, not, not sure how we got that name. I think I'll have to ask General Petraeus about that one. So more details are trickling out as the story uh, shifts from, uh, from one day to the next. Uh, it does seem now that um, they found Bin Laden with a, a sock on each hand, uh, putting on a, a sock puppet production of Daisy Earth Dirty Dancing for his young relatives. In order to inculcate in them a lifelong hatred of Western consumerism. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. Uh, when the SEALs came in, he untangled Baby and Johnny and <laughs> said in his characteristic monotone drawl, did someone order a takeaway and not tell me about it? <laughs> they also found in uh, his children's uh, playroom blackboards with the words, George W. Bush is a premium-grade wiener, written over and over <laughs> again. And another report suggesting that Bin Laden's last words were, is that a gun in your pocket or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> <laughs> to which I'm guessing the uh, Navy SEAL said, it's kind of both. <laughs> 
obviously, as you as you mentioned, newspapers around the world reacted the next day by plastering Bin Laden as the lead story all over their front page. So credit has to go, as, as uh, Andy and my friend Danny Boy said to us, to the <laughs> Daily Express online, who stuck with their gut, Andy, and they ran the Bin Laden story second... <laughs> Behind the headline about Prince William and Kate Middleton foregoing a prenup. <laughs> I mean, wow. You, listen, you've just got to give it to them, Andy. It's as simple as that. You have to really, really care about the royal wedding to lead with that two days after the wedding happened over the fact that Bin Laden was literally just shot in the head. <laughs> that is a royal wedding super fan right there. <laughs> well, maybe, amidst, maybe, maybe it was sorry. the two are linked, John. I mean, this... It seems clear that uh, this act- the two are linked because uh, on uh, on Saturday night, Prince William and Princess Kate were whinging about not receiving a wedding present from the White House, and then they received a <laughs> card on Monday morning saying, "Happy wedding! Harrods had sold out of dinner plates, so we killed Bin Laden instead for you." Well, I, you wonder, I wonder if that's where Bin Laden's body actually is. It's like when you have a cat and it kills a bird and leaves it outside your bedroom door as a kind of thank you. I wonder if they woke up in the next morning to see the corpse of Bin Laden lying in front of them. Oh, that's lovely. That's, isn't that nice? Yeah, takes me back to uh, the morning after my wedding. <laughs> let's, let's not delve into that. That was another top story. Thank you for listening. Discover more from the Bugle Empire at thebuglepodcast.com. 